strength It's the sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings From the future were invaded by bugs. There are bugs in the show now. Is that good for you? Right in this week on Ballin' Out Super. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super. Here with my bug boy, Alex Patak. Click clack, that's my four paws. I'm Katie Rose Leon, the bug queen, and here, rejoining the crew, it's Dylan Stevenson on the correctly working camera mic. Hey, good to be here for my insectant appearance. Woo! A real real forced, real forced pun right off the bat. Yeah. He said it. He said it. The show is over. You said it. (laughs) That's it. That's all I needed is three seconds. What if we had like four years of content that just led up till anyone said insectant and then just sharp cut. No more show after that. (laughs) If if I am the swift end, uh, I I feel bad, but also there's an honor in that. So (laughs) I'll take it. Good. I'm glad. Um, (laughs) We have an, a thrilling show for the crowd this week, don't Ooh. we, everybody? We do, My apparently. God. Alex There's made bugs. notes. I I don't have a real microphone this week. I'm using my earbud mic, so I'm sorry for the constant shuffling and, and, and sound, but I'm doing my best. Why do your headphones sound so much better than my headphones? I don't know. Because I fucked up for the bonus, and I was talking through AirPods the entire time, and I sound like a pilot in the 70s yeah because airpods <laughs> fucking suck i'm just using a pair of skull candies that i got at the Dwayne <laughs> reed for like ten dollars skull candy so reliable they're just always there when yeah. you lose your headphones and you need a new pair and you want to have them for a little while thank you senor Dwayne reed for always having <laughs> my my skull candies and uh Travel section for toothbrush and toothpaste because I have to talk to someone for the first time. I like that they have nuts there. Yeah. If we're yeah. thanking Dwayne Reed for various things. Damn, I love the uh, the urban uh, ambiance we have today. <laughs> uh, there might be a building getting constructed across the street that's woken me up uh, every day for the past uh, couple months at like 6 a.m. Wow. So, uh, maybe. I don't know what's happening over there. It yet. sounds like a big one. It's definitely blocking some view that I had before, but, you know, I'm sure the new neighbors will be great. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they should have to tell you if they're building something cool over there. If it's going to be like a really big laser tag or something. That would make me feel better about uh, the, the, the early morning wake-ups. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's going to be uh, the raid experience where you start at the bottom and laser tag your way to the top. 
and and what's the treasure that should be at the top of that that pagoda? Uh, a Dwayne Reed, you know, just, <laughs> just just a nice Dwayne Reed on top to reward those efforts. Pick what you want up there. It's all standard price. <laughs> it removes the convenience for the fact. <laughs> Don't worry, you're awake in the morning, everybody. In 30 months, this is going to be something fun. Giving me hope. I, I appreciate it. This, this is already like kind of a New York uh, 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 tip that we're <laughs> on now. Did oh. Did you guys see the Andrew Yang thing today? Oh, did I ever. Yo. Uh, yeah, he's just, it's its so cringy to watch, because also, alongside that, you just see that he's still doing well in polls somehow. So it's, it's just like, maddening. How? How? I mean... Okay, he was up, at least, okay, so before he started talking about Israel, he was up 17 points. So, <laughs> I mean, he is, like, falling down, but... Uh, you got to respect his go-to strategy of running for mayor of New York. And whenever somebody's like, what's your favorite New York thing? He's like, Sopranos. <laughs> He's like, Sopranos. Yeah, it's so funny. He, Pizza flat. He, uh, so for those not in the know, the, the newest one is that he said that the Times Square subway stop is his favorite and couldn't name a single Jay-Z song. Not even like brush your shoulders off. It's just fucking there. Well, he it's backed into both of them. <laughs> too is like they were like i i what do where do you like to go the train station which train station Times square greatest train station in the world <laughs> it's not even his stop dog he lives in hell's kitchen that's not even where he would get off it doesn't make sense well you could get off there for the scenic walk through Times square every yeah, day that's, that's that's what he wants he wants to pass by you know, the M&M place. Here's um, a tactic I'd love to discuss with you two. So my favorite thing I've noticed now is there's this white guy that shows up in the comments that whenever someone says Andrew Yang isn't a real New Yorker, he says, that's racist. He's really just banking on that nailing somebody. <laughs> it's a diversion tactic to keep us away from talking about Times Square and the guy yeah. with a snake on his shoulders who's there and is going to walk real close to you. And then like an Elmo smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Unauthorized Elmos loose in the area. I mean, I'm just glad that the, El you know, the sightings of herds of Elmos, uh, I heard of Elmos called a tickle. Seeing a tickle of Elmo <laughs> in Times Square... <laughs> It's, it's, it's nice to see again, so I will say that. Uh, I'm lying. I haven't been in Times Square. Uh, in, in, <laughs> yeah, in why weeks, would you, bro? Dylan is calling in from Times Square <laughs> where they are building a new building. Maybe maybe Andrew Yang should have to, like, maybe that's where his mayor's office should have to be if he gets elected. Like, he should just have to be in Times Square all the time for everybody yeah. to have access to him. <laughs> he has to have an office in Madame Tussauds. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, I don't have, like, a lot to say about him specifically, but, uh, I do respect the consistency with which he has made everyone mad at him in a row. And yet, like, just like Dylan said, he's polling fine. I don't, I, that's the He thing. could still win. He probably will. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe, maybe New Yorkers want, uh, like, maybe subconsciously New Yorkers want a mayor they can be mad at all the time. No. <laughs> And, and victim blaming. The I'm, city of New York is a character, and she's abused. 
I, this, this is this is all I can come up with to make sense of it. Is <laughs> like maybe it's just oh, we just want somebody to be mad at the first time there's a there's a blizzard and he tries to give us an app. Yeah, th- th- this is brought up all the time. But if you want to like be a power broker in America, the last thing you should do is run for mayor of New York. Yeah, just like don't do it. Guaranteed way. <laughs> to get 10 million people to suddenly hate you so best of luck to andrew yang there uh this could be great news for math yang gang let's go this could be huge for math big day for math is this this is no that's there's no segue there for that i've been watching a like uh (laughs) have you noticed have i noticed i saw two anime in a row Okay. This weekend, I had not watched before. Okay. I'm having a hard time, like, figuring out how to frame this because I don't know how I feel about it. But there is now, <laughs> like, a classical trope that is beginning to emerge in new anime shows that Ooh, is the show. character who hangs out by the dock rapping all day. <laughs> I know! I know! <laughs> <laughs> And, like, they have several friends, and they can't speak normal. They can only rap. And I've seen it in different things. So I'm wondering, like, is that happening outside, and I just don't know about it? I don't know. The first time I saw it was in Devilman Crybaby, and I thought that was, like, an outlier situation. I didn't know this was, like, a rising fad. That's yeah, when what my, that's what my brain went to. That's what my brain went to first as well. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the other examples of this but it's dangerous i watched odd taxi and then devil man in like a back-to-back period of like 36 hours it was just like are there that many rapping teens outside (laughs) i mean yes but in japan is really more what i'm wondering about (laughs) well because the thing too is like they're like like scary street toughs but they're rapping about like i'm depressed and the streets are cold or whatever <laughs> they're very approachable lyrically they have a lot to offer they're my favorite parts of devil man cry baby so far oh uh, yeah how that was of- that was a wild one so i could see how that could be a highlight <laughs> oh i love that show you're not into that psychosexual romp alex i'm into it clearly i've watched like four hours of it but like i have stopped being impressed after i've seen like eight sexy ladies ripped head to stern to use a ship's term so then they were like yeah we gotta throw something else at you and that's gonna be dock raps what other plots do we have (laughs) we have (laughs) the children who rap by the pier and the big foot race coming up that's equally as big a part of the show. How's everybody going to do at the big track meet? I don't know. Maybe the apocalypse? It's sprinkled in. Watch the whole show, Alex. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to finish it tonight. I'm going to finish it tonight. There's a big rap battle finale, but yeah. I don't, like, don't want to spoil it for I don't you. Like, but... but the mic drop is is Oof. is really left me spoiled. The rap comes in big at the end. Yeah. They save they save the rec center, and then there's more <laughs> foot races. If anybody can think of a third show featuring the new rap children, you have to share them so we could document them as an emerging uh, subgenre of of dude. There must be, you know, because anime loves a trope. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you might be. The well is probably going to be a lot deeper than we realize now that we now that we're looking for it. New type of guy just dropped. 
rap teen. Also, if you want to go to the docks and rap, you know, that's always an option. Like, <laughs> make it, you can make it a real world thing if you want. I, like, haven't been hanging out by the docks at all is the other thing. So it could already be in full effect there. Yeah, Alex, when's the last time you've been to the docks? Like, you're just so out of touch. At least a few months. <laughs> With your at culture. At least a few months. Your dock culture. I thought you were from Boston. Aren't you all about docks there? Yeah, so I'll go see the docks there. But the other thing is the other kinds of guys at the docks are like hardworking longshoremen. Okay. And I can't imagine they're like mixing too well with with these like cool teens. I would like to remind you of a story of a little group called House of Pain, Alex. <laughs> the, the crossover hit of the Irish working class that... <laughs> Dare ask the cool teens on the dock if they're willing to jump around. <laughs> is that part of is that part of that song? I don't is know. That... <laughs> I forgot. I forgot how it goes. So that was I... a real. That was a real good impassioned speech you were like ramping up to. Like I, I was. Forgot. I was in. I like. I like took a seat. I was standing up and then sat down to think about what the things I was saying. And I was like, this is, this is nonsense. We've been inside a long time and I forgot how to do comedy of any sort. So it's just like, that was the closest I've been to a long time. We know there's yelling. Yeah. So that's part of it. There's yelling. There's stereotypes. Mentioning Mad House of Pain. women. Yeah, women have had it too good for too long. We've all agreed there. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, so this is the next thing I wanted to grow up. Um, via Tech Insider, if you could grow a baby out of a pod, would you? is that how you'd have a baby? So instead of the baby inside the lady, it's the baby in the in like a like a soup kettle or something? Right, so classically, you are the pod, and then you grow the baby <laughs> in your pod. But this want... would kind of, to reduce harm, pod in the living room. So I have like a real not funny answer for this. So I'll let you fellas take this away for a little bit before I, 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 I have an opinion. <laughs> sure, science wins, of course. Okay, but let me get let me get you some more <laughs> details. Maybe I can sell you on this pod. Okay. I do think that people want to be part of it, but here's Does some it of the like features come... you're going to get. Is it like a car where you can get like upgrades to the pod and there's various... Ooh. Well, I saw this video, and it was like, the pod features a food tube. Put your food tube in the pod. That's how you feed the baby. And a microphone, so you can talk to your baby. And then there's this little addendum at the end that's like, the baby pod does not exist. Yet. (laughs) Should we make one? It's like, why did you make this video? (laughs) (laughs) What was this for except to start a fight? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, genuinely, on one hand, I think it's great to give people the option to not be pregnant. But on the other hand, I'm just like, if you want a baby that bad, why you gotta look like you? There's so many babies just like already baked and out there that need a home right now. And I mm. think the obsession with continuing your genetic line gets like really fucking gross to me when you're like, Okay, uh, so my wife can't have a baby, but what if we grew it in a test tube? Oh, yeah, I don't want any of those pre-made, like, dirty babies. I need it to look like me. Like, that shit's gross to me, man. Like, so you're, you're for the baby recycling Yeah, I'm for approach. baby recycling. 
I mean, PR-wise, pre-made dirty baby is terrible, terrible term. Like, they need <laughs> just some just some better marketing. Yeah. Your child. I've said, I've said Get it filthy. <laughs> I've sent some materials over to the baby, the baby house. <laughs> See how they're doing. <laughs> baby packet. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, no need to continue genetic lines uh, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you start throwing out who shouldn't, shouldn't have babies, suddenly people start. Oh, uh, they'll put you in jail. They'll yeah. put well, you I'm in jail if you bring it up. Yeah. Shouldn't or should not have babies. I'm just saying if you are. Physically unable to have a baby, I think it's creepy to like make someone else have your baby as opposed to just adopting. Well, don't you think this gets around this delicate issue by giving you science babies? <laughs> <laughs> they also show like uh, technically we haven't done this with human beings yet, but we have bred a lamb from a tube, and it shows like this lamb in this air sealed bag just being like raised from the earth like an uruk and it's very disturbing to watch. But um, there's, like, the happy light filter on it. Would the, I mean... the bag babies have the <laughs> same power as the baby in uh, Death Stranding, where, like, you couldn't attach a gun to it or whatever? Yeah, you can do whatever you want to these. These are custom babies. Well, I'm just you saying... You can turn the stats all the, the way up. The baby... That's... The baby yeah. in the bag in that game is like a gun battery. I'm just saying, like, what else can this bag baby do? Well, we're, the lamb can't do anything. We know that. Well, yeah. I've seen the lamb. It is helpless. You gotta put a gun on that lamb. I don't know what they could be doing with that lamb. Alex, I'm... these are really weird choices you picked this week. <laughs> uh, what else is in the news here? What's your favorite type of bug? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Dragon Ball Z is a uh, is a uh, we're in the bug arc now. Cell's in it. You, he's got a nasty. I totally forgot about this. He starts as like an egg and then a uh, worm thing, and then after that he's like a worm guy, and then becomes less and less like a worm as he goes. Pod babies, man. <laughs> he's the original pod baby. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> And at what cost? If you look at where it's going, it's a terrible cost. I I like bugs. I just don't want them in my my house. Like mm. if it's in a cage, great. I know where that bug is, but I don't need like a loose like I don't want any free range bugs. They're mostly free range as I far know. as I've seen. Yeah. That's how I feel about spiders specifically is like I don't mind when they act within their parameters. But they love to hide in a cushion. They love to be <laughs> above the stove when I cook a pot so the steam goes up and then they go down on their little web onto my head. <laughs> they love when I'm sleeping to be too close to me. Um, Outside, I, I walk through their web. So spiders is definitely not my favorite bug. Yeah, when I was like peak, peak goth weird girl, I had two tarantulas and they were very uh. cute. But they were, were they not... in the same cage? No, they would eat each other. Uh, but uh, yeah, there were two different types. Because one was an arboreal one, which means it lives in the trees. And the other one was the ground guy, which means he likes to crawl under stuff. And their names were Senator Spider and Representative Spiderman. Uh... <laughs> 
from two different districts. Yeah, he's, I would a, he's a Jewish <laughs> politician. It's a real Israel versus Palestine yeah, kind it's of scenario. Real rough time. Oh my god! But it's just funny because I love those fucking spiders. But then if like one got in my house, I would not hesitate to hit it with bricks. I am not like one of those humane cup ladies. I will smash the shit out of whatever crawls out of there. That's a damn shame. A Just damn natural shame. human instinct, you know? You're, you're territorial. You know, we're still animals, you know? We're territorial about our space. And when there's, like, a creature in the space you didn't plan for, allocate for, it's just, you know, natural As I believe we've discussed stuff. on this show, I had to curb stomp a mouse last year. <laughs> so I'll do it. <laughs> I've done things. <laughs> It's a wild jungle out here. <laughs> We've ruined you, Alex. You used to be such a nice young man, clean cut. Now your hair is wild and you're doing crimes against nature. Uh, I think my favorite bug at the moment might go to... Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say scorpion, but that's just a spider plus sharpness. Yeah, what about like a mantis? Or like a, Ooh, or like a beetle. There's so many kinds. Probably like a, a beetle or some. Yeah, I like beetles are okay with me. They don't upset me the same way. I thought, you know, aren't you into anime? They're all about beetles over there. This is yeah, like fucking... I actually don't mind ants. I think ants are all right. Well, spoken like a man who doesn't have ants in his pants. Am I right, Ooh. ladies? Ooh. I don't see where this aggression is. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm supporting it, you know. I appreciate the yes and on a obviously aimless attempt at anything. As House of Pain once said, that's like a man with ants in his pants. I, I think I I think I'm gonna go with one of those bugs that looks like a stick. Yeah. And it just like chills there and it's like, no, nah, I'm just a stick. Don't worry about it. I believe me. that's a stick bug. Stick bug? See? That's solid. <laughs> It call it like it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to know a fancy name or something. Stick bug? Yeah, I'm going with those. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good option. And nobody wants to say the ladybug because it's so done. But there is a quiet dignity to it, I think. Care to expand on that? Yes, okay. Red. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's a nice <laughs> color on a bug. Poisonous, but not to me. You can take care of yourself. You know. You know what... <laughs> is going on in the streets you've, you've been there but also you're kind of beautiful in your own way and i love you um small enough that when you are on me i'm not threatened that's a great quality in a bug to yeah have big bugs are unnerving i will say that if you're a bug the size of a small mammal we, there's probably no way i'm gonna fit you into my roster i think i think just comedically we also have to give deference to the cricket it's just an important bug for when comedy isn't going well or just a culturally <laughs> important bug to us it's, to, it's, to comedy it's culturally important so a, shout uh, out to the cricket a founda- founding member of the scene the cricket um, cicada <laughs> filling a similar role in Japan <laughs> that is another one of those bugs though where it's like you're great as a sound but I don't want anything to do with the rest of what you got going <laughs> oh, yeah, those guys are real gross yeah, they're kind of a problem, I think. So they try to cover it up with the sound. It's like a lot of musicians. It's like you're problematic, but right, people yeah. like the way you sound, so you get Don't away with it. look at what I'm doing. Listen to this beat. <laughs> Seen it before. 
Katie on record, pick a bug. Oh, on record? On the record, Miss Leon. Um, uh, Goliath Beetle. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you All put right. me on the spot, I panic. As I understand from the name, that is one of the larger kinds of beetles. It's a pretty big beetle, bro. Hey. But it's not too big? Yeah, I actually don't think that's my favorite, but I don't know what else to say. I didn't know there'd be a quiz portion of today's show. Well, there oh, is. Well, 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 what, do you, I... what, what do you like in a bug? Like, what aspects? Like, you know, Alex said, you know, ladybug tiny enough so it doesn't unnerve him. What, yeah, what do are you some like slime? What, I, yeah, you... I'm like, I like them when they, they're brightly colored, so okay. you know you're, they're there. Okay. Uh, I like, I do like a stick bug in the sense that I like when they're tricking you. They're like, uh-huh, I'm yeah. just a fucking leaf. No, I'm a bug. Gotcha, <laughs> ass. Uh, well, you uh, can't take stick bug, because Dylan already took I stick know, bug. I'm just, he, I, he I'm asked to see, me for some I, bug qualities. I'm, I'm trying just, to see if we can find one that, like, has some fine. of the qualities that you what like. What do you but... stand for? <laughs> I don't, I need, okay, bug can wise. we change this? I don't like this. I don't like what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, last item on the agenda, uh, aside that Kentaro Miura died. Rip! Uh, oh my god, I was so upset. There's gonna be a new sexy Willy Wonka movie. And Ugh. Timothy Chalamet is gonna be this sexy Willy Wonka. I... About damn time! About damn time! Sorry, I got excited. Go ahead. I'm Wait. biting my lip. Like, are you, like, are you really, like, into the Wonka-verse? <laughs> no, no, no. Who knows? Maybe maybe I will be now, but uh, that was sarcasm. Okay, the expanded cool. Wonka-verse? Yeah, yeah. The candy land? The chocolate? I, I have a question for the, the group. Yes, is Katie. Timothy Chalamet sexy? I don't, is that what he's supposed to be? You're maybe the, like, this is, maybe this is the role that does it, you know? He just... <laughs> He just like, changes why minds. Is, can someone explain Timothy Chalamet to me? I, I'm so confused. Well, he's like... He looks hit, like hit. a little inbred dying prince or like a, a like a, a baby bird. I do think that that would have been his appeal like 50 years ago is like Habsburg roles. Like he's like the, the prince in Dune who's like, get him! Or whatever, yeah. and those are all his roles. But now he's kind of like a very soft boy kind of thing going on. And people are like, you know how at the beginning of the video game you get to choose like how big you want your avatar or whatever? He's like yeah. when you turn all the stats all the way down. Right. <laughs> but that's like a joke character that you just throw off a cliff to see if the physics is working correctly. Right. Yeah. And so like as, a, as culture evolves, we're considering like maybe this is it. Maybe this is where we're going. Everyone has their own taste and likes. This isn't a judgment thing. It's just he seems to be massively popular, and I don't understand. I just—he's like probably one of the most popular guys around. Right, and he's I... way more popular than you are. Yeah, that's from what yes. I've seen. I mean, oh, I'm looking. I'm looking at his Wikipedia now, and it says that he started out rapping at the docks. Uh, <laughs> that's so <laughs> for weird. Years, for years, he doesn't years. fit the mold of any of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm also. 
like an old woman now, so I don't know what teenage girls are into. I went to the store to get Korean skincare the other day, and they offered me a button for BTS's big comeback. And they're like, who's your favorite member? We'll give you a member with his face on it. And I'm like, I'm old. I don't understand anything you just said. I didn't know boy bands still existed. I like the computer. Do you have AJ from Backstreet Boys? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of BTS members. They have to have an AJ, right? Like, no, I'm sure there's one in there I would like. I just you. don't know their names. I know their haircuts all look like lesbians I have crushes on. One Maybe that's I Timothy thought... Chalamet's thing. Is it that he looks like a lesbian? I think it, it like kind of is, but he has like impeccable cheekbones. So that's like classic like movie biz stuff. Yeah. So like, like right away, I get that. Okay. One direction I was surprised that Hollywood did not move in is remember when the Irishman came out and they took Robert De Niro mm -hmm. and they made him look like like fifty years younger. <laughs> I thought maybe we would put him in more stuff as a young guy, like as a hot <laughs> young guy with I a weird walk. I think everybody just agreed that that wasn't successful in any shape or form. <laughs> I thought it was off-putting in maybe a sexy way. Oh. <laughs> maybe they used all the technology on that 11-hour uh, movie. They, like, ran out of the de-aging. I love finding out anymore. about your sexuality through this show, Alex, because what you <laughs> apply the word sexy to is always fascinating and riveting to me. It, Old it... men but young. Make it done. <laughs> Okay, we've somehow done too much time at this section of the show. I don't know how. I okay. blame bugs. Yeah, we, we, we spent a long time picking bugs. Yeah, so. cut some of that out. How <laughs> bad is my mic movement? I keep trying not to move, but it's really Oh, it hard. sounds pretty good. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, you got mic movement. I got Harlem uh, noise out there. We're doing, we're doing what the we The streets of New York. Yeah. Well, uh, before we move on to uh, discussing the, the hit show, Dragon Ball Z Kai, episode 58, the, the Bug Saga, uh, yeah, we have, have a very title. exciting product for you, the listener, to tell you about this week. This week's show is sponsored by the Spirit Hunters Podcast. Woo! This is another one of those ones that's like, if you like this show, here's the thing, it's almost the same thing. Do you like things? <laughs> Sometimes. Here we go. Okay. Have you ever wanted a podcast that one week explains the historical difference in connotation of a particular kanji in Japanese and Chinese, and another week features the hosts screaming at each other while drinking sake, whipping out knives, and claiming the podcast studio is haunted? I can't say yes to that, but maybe someone else is. It's one of those, yes. those topic sentences that's very specific, but also, like, gives you a look as to where it's coming from. Okay. Enter the Spirit Hunters, a podcast about the stories that influenced, were written by, and took inspiration from man Mangaka Yushihiro Togashi, a.k.a. the author of Yu Hakusho and Hunter x Hunter. Okay. How about that? So, if you like Hunter x Hunter or Yu Yu Hakusho. Or if you like spirits... Okay. And hunting them down. Yeah, well, that's why I watch Ghost Hunters, but that's a Western show. Yeah, Ghost Hunters is like a different approach of, to the form. Yeah. I like my ghosts to be bullied. Ghost Hunters in like the West is like the ghosts you're not seeing. The emotional ghosts. Yeah, 
because I think a lot of the drama is like, where are they? Yeah. Anyway, uh, th- here's the end of the end. Join us every other week as we discuss and watch a couple episodes of 2011's Hunter x Hunter compared to the manga and the 1999 anime, along with shouting out the references to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, mythology, and martial arts films, as well as how it influenced Naruto and a host of other manga and light novels. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else podcasts aren't sold, Osu. And that's the Spirit Hunters. So right away, you're going to want to go ahead and click that and click on their wonderful things. Maybe on their on online? That's the cleanest ad read we've ever attempted. They didn't oh. give me the bullets I want to really massacre their advertisement. That was beautiful. <laughs> Normally, that, yeah, look at us go. Almost not being completely rude to someone who bought an ad, so... Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm a professional entertainment mogul. If you give me a script, <laughs> I have to knock it out of the park. But if you give me any room to deviate, it's your goddamn grave, mister. <laughs> that said, send me the bullet points. Those are the ones I like. Listen to the Spirit Hunters podcast, people. And now, Katie with the Dragon Ball. Hey, guys. <laughs> Who wants to talk about Dragon Ball Z? Kai. I would I like do. to. I'm yeah. At least go. once a week. The title of this episode is The Monster Goes Into Motion The Strike of the Super Manekian? Yeah, I heard what I said. Um, I have a question. Was this originally like one of those hour-long episodes or something? Because the animation seemed all over the place and the writing... The dialogue in this one particularly seemed bananas and out of place from the rest of the series to me. It didn't bring the delicate prose we've come to expect from Dragon Ball Z. Well, that's I, true. It, it just and seemed... then also a lot of Nickelodeon frames, if that's what you mean. Where yeah, it just it just paint. It just look. seemed like the C Squad was on it this week in terms of like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Dylan, were you were you on last time for a Dragon Ball episode, or were you doing something else? Yeah, it was Dragon Ball. I remember there was a, a really long dragon in the sky. They were, like, running along for most of the episode. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Here's the <laughs> deal. is uh, This show is the re-edited version of a much longer show. Yeah. So, like, I happen to know specifically where we are right now. They just cut a lot of dead air for us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. I don't think Piccolo merges with Kami this fast. No. They just, like, really speed through, through some shit, which, honestly, I'm grateful for. I appreciate it. It's been two weeks of filler stuff. Oh, my God. I don't need Mr. Popo's love interest episode. Oh, my God. Why didn't they just... They could have edited so much of him out of this show, and they just insist on keeping him there. Um, <laughs> could have put in a new character that's, like, second Dende. Yeah. Uh, so we open up, and Bulma is bragging about how she is a genius who has been able to make multiple time machines. They have found time machines. They have the new time machine. They have the old time machine covered in shit. And it's time to pack our time machines into our tiny pill-shaped capsules. What do you know? Honestly, if I were her, I would also brag about that. Yeah. You know? She invented time machines. She invented everything. She's the smartest woman in the world. If you found out you made time machines, what would you be doing? 
I'd be getting rich, bitch. (laughs) I'd also wonder what had changed between my life at that current moment and, like, in the future when I'm figuring out how to build time machines. It's like, where where does the journey turn, Dylan? It's that's true. It it does seem like a kind of mixed blessing in that the reason you have to make the time machine is pretty bad. Yeah, but in the meantime, you could get really good at sports betting. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> is this one of the ones that only goes back, or is that a different show? Uh, no, because they take it forward. What am I yeah, talking trunk, about? Trunks goes all over the place. It's just that the fuel's really expensive or something. Do they ever talk about what fuel it is? No. Uh, Do they ever go into like, oh, that's dragon syrup? I forget. I feel like it's talked about in Super a little bit because like everything in Super is like, let's just put some more information up in here because that's what you, you want. You gotta wanted. get gravity goop <laughs> for the machine to run, Goku. Look out! A gun! Would, would, you, would you operate a machine that ran on gravity goop? I don't know, man. You'd have no choice. (laughs) I personally like to stay out of the way of goop industries. Uh, Strong choice. Yeah. Future Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, my God. Oh, she's such a fucking psycho. (laughs) In the meantime, Katie, I've grown stronger than you could possibly imagine. I'm so fascinated. Like, what happened? to your brain when you're a certain amount of rich does it just get filled with like jujubes and crystals and like lentils and stuff like it's so fucking weird i I would love to find out if you were listening to the show please (laughs) share it with a friend she probably has trying to get gwyneth paltrow levels of rich (laughs) she probably just has like poisoning from constantly checking checking her like rectal temperature or something is that bad? Should you not check constantly? If you Dylan. break a thermometer in your ass, shooting mercury directly into the middle of your body. That's bad? Yeah, mercury is a dangerous poison. Or oh, you'll turn into the silver surfer. So, really. Go from nor and rad to nor and radical. So, anyway, Bobo brags <laughs> about her fucking time machines. They pack them up into the capsules, which is when they shrink down and go into pills. Because yeah, and you're and you're shrinking time machines. That's like they got yeah, it. Yeah, I mean the capsule technology never is not impressive to me. I'm like this could solve a lot of problems for people, but because you're a capitalist, you have hoarded the wealth. Anyway, it's uh, true. They unleash uh, the patents. Last week they found a bug egg in the time machine, so they're kind of kicking at this bug egg, and they're like, "This is a gross egg." I uh, better take this back with me to see what the fuck kind of thing came out of it. What kind of eggs do you like, Gohan? What what do you like in a bug? Gohan recaps the show quickly, reminding them that they all have to go to Kame House. And then he gets a... He smells some rotting cottage cheese and finds a big old bug. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a seven foot long bug. He finds a cicada shell. Uh, I don't know if you kids ever saw the cicada shells before they become the flying cicadas, but they uh, look at it, and Trunks remarks that it smells like someone left cheese in the sun. <laughs> they, all, they all say it sounds, it smells like cheese, giving you a specific, a, like a mouth taste for what it yeah. would be like to hang out with Cell. I thought it was interesting that Bulma's, like, normally not scared of, like, genocide, but for some reason the big bug really freaked her out. Yeah, well, it's a big bug, Katie. I mean, you were talking about how one, like, the size of your hand is too big. 
Like, how big was the arboreal tarantula you had? Uh, that one wasn't that big. He was he was kind of little. It was the, the the ground guy was bigger. How would you feel about him if he was seven feet wide? Uh, I probably wouldn't be a fan because I that'd be a really expensive setup, and you know. <laughs> at, I mean, at at that point, had they had they put together that the the bug was from the the future? Because maybe she was worried about future bugs more than just bugs in themselves. They do kind of put it together, and I'm not totally sure it makes sense. They're like, <laughs> look, we found an egg. Here's a giant bug skin. Clearly, I mean, this came from the future. <laughs> it's not that much of a jump since they found the egg in the time machine. Yeah. So maybe maybe it wasn't just the bugs that were freaking around. Maybe what? it was like, do these bugs uh, operate time machines? That's unacceptable. That what is really unacceptable. Disturbed me as they're talking about this a long time, and then Future Trunks puts his hand inside the bug skeleton and takes his yeah, hand just to out. See what's in there? And it's covered in hot pink goo, and he goes, <laughs> "It's <goo>. fresh." <laughs> I'm like, "Gross!" What it, did you think was gonna be in there? <laughs> it's fresh. Of course, there's goo in there. His hands covered in hot pink goo, and he says, "It's fresh." That's disgusting. <laughs> Do you want spoiled goo? <laughs> No, I don't work with goo, Dylan. I just Since said. when? You've never said that. I said I don't work in gravity goo, goo base industries, goop, goo. Katie goo is a, 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 a verbal ancestor of goo. <laughs> I just like goop. Goo versus goop. <laughs> There's goop in my scoop. <laughs> just goop. I have some goop. This, is, this is a character whose entire appeal so far has been like a new sexy guy. And then the new uh, trait they've had to him is loves goop. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly diving for goop. <laughs> oh, man. He has like been such a bitch the last few episodes, which is such a bummer. He has such a cool sword. Extended cut version of the scene where he kills Frieza, where he goes into the chopped up bits and starts scooping up the goop. More goop. Yeah, just like pressing his hand in it, let it squeeze <laughs> through his later. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so they spend a long time standing around it, being like, where did this come from? Blah, blah, blah. And that's you, when... a bug. Yeah, and that's when Bulma decides she's going to take off for Kame House in her little plane while uh, Trunks and Gohan fly there themselves. And they talk about... Because the odometer on the time machine indicated that the bug has been there for at least four years it's been four years coming out of its shell and just feeling like high just school. fine and doing just fine that's absolutely right all of the answers are correct <laughs> no wrong answers in this would you writer's say room. this bug is mr Brightside? <laughs> i would because i'm here to lift your voice up thanks alex <laughs> <laughs> this bug is bad for so i couldn't decide if the bug like went other places and then came back i and think... then degooped or if it just sat there for four years like yeah i think it's like cicadas because like they have a seven year cycle so they go underground and just are like a little gross grub for seven maybe, years maybe he had a stick bug phase you know just right. spent a year as a stick bug people would see the bug and they'd think oh that's that's a rock. That's 
What's giant? <laughs> I, got, I, got I got a joke. I got a joke. I got a joke. Why are stick bugs great at business? Why? They know, they know how to branch out. <laughs> Woo! I don't Woo! see that's related. That's here or there, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Ooh, he's wearing a little tie. All uh, right. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, do you remember our friends, Android 17 and 18? They have stolen a pink bread truck and 18 wants to steal some western wear from an extra from the story of billy braggs or whatever and mm. uh he calls the police and then she punches three police cars the end wait there's a lot to unpack here actually yeah she's that's... going shopping yes at a cowboy <laughs> store yes a store run by cowboys for cowboys yes and, and she's very she's mad <laughs> about that by the way she does she's not like rude she's rude to the cowboy salesman yeah he's like you look beautiful and she's like i look like a fucking hick <laughs> <laughs> i'd have to be some kind of idiot to leave here looking like a cowboy like you do every day but unfortunately I need clothes for my rampage even though it is established i am a robot and probably don't have like shame around my body because it's non-functioning katie you're getting a phone call i hung up on it i hung up <laughs> i can spot your ring to is your delivery here no it was it's just a. have been getting like a ton of spam calls recently oh me too so popular yeah i'm so popular with how does she do it with with people trying to steal my social security number jokes on them i have like 50 bucks to my name get out of here bro get out of here you crazy animal and that's kind of what the cowboy guy says to android 18 when she leaves the store without paying and he says i'm gonna call the cops on you and then wouldn't you know it there is a, a police pursuit down highway 95 Right, and this is another example of what I was talking about with the writing, because uh, so they 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 chase him down, and then she flies out the back of the truck and punches the trucks, and they all flip over, and then there's a shot of our dazed police crusaders, and one of them goes, "That really hurt," or some shit like that. Yeah, they have a joke. They have yeah, a joke there was line. like multiple weird jokes in this episode that I have not seen in deep. It's like Dragon Ball throwbacks. They have lines like "Next time, call three one one" or something like <laughs> yeah. Flintstones style lines. Um, obviously, yep. this is the highlight of the episode. Like it was last week, is the androids punching cops to, yes. so that you keep watching Dragon Ball Z. Sign up for more Dragon Ball Z. That really did seem what it was like this episode. They're like, "Don't forget." Androids killing cops. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to explain some stuff to you. It's gonna take around twenty minutes. For your entertainment, here is uh, The Law Defied by a brassy gal. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Bulma's flying a plane with the news on, which seems dangerous. She hears on the news that the town of Ginger has been raptured. Yeah, she does hear that. Yeah, everyone is missing. 
and then they figure out all their clothes are still on the ground. Which is a shame because if if Cowboy Robot had just drove, driven by all the free clothes, might have found something she liked. Yeah, good point. Good point. It's, a net it's called thrifting. Okay, <laughs> Beacon's closet not good enough for you with that haircut, girl. Get out of here. Mm. Um, I didn't realize Macklemore was attacking the town. Hello. There is an insane exchange here, in which. Bulma puts together that the town of Ginger is near where the time machines are, and she calls the Kame house where Krillin picks up. And instead of being like, hey, I'm on my way, turn on the news. She goes, is this Krillin? And he's like, yeah. Who and she's is like, this? Yeah, it's like, it goes on for like 30 seconds. It's so <laughs> weird. And like, she calls him too, insane to like call somebody else and be like, who are you? <laughs> Yeah, it was really accusatory, and it's set up that she knows everyone's going there. Yeah, right. So, like, at some point, you get the character profile of Bulma. This is a woman who likes to lash out. She just likes to take justice into her own hands and just yell at smaller men, specifically Krillin. She yells at him. Tells him to put the news on, and then the rest of this episode is us watching the news. Right. Well, it's a big. This is kind of like we've said earlier. The nine eleven for this show is when the Saiyans land, which I think, starting point wise, makes sense for Dragon Ball Z. But I think this, this is nine eleven. An entire town disappears. It's like a city. It's like a big place. It'd be like if Hartford, Connecticut, was just bags of boots. Yeah, because like <laughs> there's literally. Like, a two-minute segment where it's, like, a news reporter on the ground being like, I hear gunfire and screaming. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, the humanity. And you're like, shit. All right. Uh, do they tell you to do... When you, like, take a journalism class or something, or they're like, if you don't know what's going on, just say mm. sounds you're hearing. I mean, kind of. You're supposed yeah, to do that with, like, war reporting. Yeah. Make make onomatopoeia. Make, make the sounds you need to make. But... Bam! What, zoom. What I found really I don't know dis what's disturbing about this is like Dragon Ball's a fantasy show, right? We've been dealing with like aliens and like people shooting beams out their hands, dudes with three eyes, and then suddenly we're like watching a terrorist attack happen on the news with like normal people. It's just a really jarring. <laughs> Yeah, the people don't really seem, like, disturbed by much in West City or wherever they are. Ginger Town. I guess they're not disturbed by anything because they're just a pile of clothes now. But uh, <laughs> I do have questions for how they became the piles of clothes, and we'll probably get into that next episode because I'm, I'm interested in the specifics of it. Um, you know, uh, Gohan and Trunks arrive, and they also join the crew to watch TV. <laughs> right. And, uh... This is at this point, we uh, we cut to Kame at Kame's lookout. Uh, for those of you who forgot, and Piccolo's there uh, because he asked Kame to be absorbed by him, and he said no, so he's just kind of waiting it out. Right, it's like a one-sided fusion. It's like a hostile corporate merger. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kame has been watching people die, and he's like, to all right. 
<laughs> did they ever like explain like does he get tv in his head <laughs> i think so he's like looking like <laughs> he's, he's just like a hundred like, thousand feet in the air he has really good eyesight he's just <laughs> it's like literally the lookout he's looking out Think low, Mr. Popo or Dark Nim. He's just squinting into the different distance like, oh my. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Not even an over-exaggeration. Piccolo's like, what's going on? Tell me. And he's like, no. Gadzooks. <laughs> um, so he, uh, he snaps out of it. And he's like, you know, gives a speech of like, what monstrosity is this? It's carnage. And then he also does a very good narrative device here where Piccolo goes, what is it? And then he goes, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. I'll show you by being in your body. And, you're, and then you get to show and not tell. And that's a classic writer's ploy right there. Wow, I'm oh. learning so much about storytelling. You gotta absorb your characters into each other's bodies. Yeah. Put your hand on my chest, <laughs> and then I will scream, and then there will be a flash of light. Yeah, well, they before they uh, do that, they do a little negotiation where uh, Piccolo is like, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the body, bro. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then Mr. Popo cries, and there's, like, a really big zoom in on his face. And I'm just like, we could have just cut around this. This does make me ask the question, is Mr. Popo in a relationship with Kami? I think they are. I think they're in a Because before it seemed like they just worked there, but then it doesn't all of a sudden. I think... <laughs> Maybe it's He's, like, weeping. He's <laughs> crying his eyes out. It did seem tender. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah, it's, it's, either the, it's either there's something special between them or just the beauty of seeing something new uh, being created. Maybe that just got I think maybe, you know, maybe it was, like, an unrequited work thing that he never, like, got to express ooh, fully. Ooh. And he knows he has no chance with Piccolo because that dude's a top. Yeah. because he's a top i like that (laughs) if you had a roommate for like a thousand years what role is that person i mean aren't you common law married (laughs) they seem in love is all i'll say (laughs) about it and then he is absorbed into this hateful young man's body he's uh (laughs) he's absorbed into a hateful young man's body through screaming and then uh He's, yeah, Mr. Popo even goes, uh, goodbye, Kami, I love you. And then, he, and then Piccolo's like, I'm not Kami or Piccolo, bitch. I'm a man who's forgotten his name. Now I'm off the fight. And he jumps. That's, that's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they even entertain for a second that we're going to stop calling him Piccolo. Get off of your ass. We're going to call Piccolo forever. <laughs> the thing is, I bet Toriyama for a second there thought, you know, maybe we'll like make him into a third form where he gets a new name. And then they're like, no, it's still the Goku show, everybody. It's the Goku show. And then they leave Mr. Popo alone on the world's tallest tower. He can't fly. He has no way down. <laughs> I never thought about that. He'll probably appreciate the time up there to like recollect himself. And... <laughs> He's got to think through some stuff. <laughs> What's my favorite bug? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They give. 
a shot of Corrin for like two seconds. So like maybe Corrin has a little kitty elevator and he goes up there and says what's up. That would be nice. Just I get confused about this. Is Kami's lookout and Corrin's tower? It's the Those top. Those are two of... different places. No, I think I think Kami's lookout is on the top of Corrin's tower. Excuse me. Am I wrong about that? So Corrin's <laughs> in a lower level of like the apartment building. Yes, I believe I believe that to be true. <laughs> He's still really high up. I got a bone to pick with the architect of this building. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. How does it stay up? It doesn't say I was, it was like I know the first part is a pole. There's like a long pole you go up. Yeah, but it's just it seems very top heavy to me. Um So uh yeah, Piccolo flies, he's going to Gingertown. Meanwhile, uh, Goku's asleep and uh everyone watches the news and freaks the fuck out. Uh Trunks he's like, alright. I'm going to go figure out what's happening. This is not an Android thing. This is a bug thing. I squish bugs with my handsome boy <laughs> feet. The thing is, I like goop. <laughs> I have these boots. They're made for stomping. Gohan, you stay here and guard the house. Uh, I'm off to stomp some bugs. And I think Gohan for a second is like, wait, what if, what if you get killed? And he's like, ah, that won't happen. It's a freaking bug. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> He seems pretty nonchalant about it. <laughs> He's just not concerned. And then, uh, yeah, Piccolo shows up to a fucked up, raptured Ginger City, and he's just looking around, and oh, fuck, there's a big, ugly bug! What? But like a long, athletic-looking man bug. Uh, we are fans of this franchise, so we know this bug to be sell. But it is early form cell where he's got a tail and he's a little icky bug man. Well, well, young, young, sexy Timothy Chalamet bug man. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the prequel Wonka cell. Yeah. yeah. Alex gave me a little keychain of this form cell uh, and it fell off my bag and I was so sad about it. He's the best one because he's a bug. He's an icky little bug man. You'll he's find gross. it in four years. Oh, and then he'll be a whole man. <laughs> His mouth is also like a series of ribbed stomach padding or something. He's just yeah. gross looking. He's pretty gross. You can get it. <laughs> don't don't say, say that about Cell. <laughs> He's a bad man. Well, well, fellas, that's the end of the episode. Uh, out of seven Dragon Balls, how do you rate this? We'll start with uh, Alex Pitak. Katie, thanks again for having me on this wonderful program. Uh, huh, I sure do love bugs, and that made me like this episode a good amount. It was a lot of filler before the nonstop fighting for 30 episodes that they're going to give us, so I'm not going to give it too high of a score, but I did like seeing the big, gross carapace. And I liked when Android 18 robbed a cowboy. <laughs> so I'm going to give it th three. I'll give it four out of seven. It, it was pretty good. Dylan, how, how do you feel about this episode as seven Dragon Balls? I, I actually really like this episode. And I, the, the, the scary bug man at the end that will become Cell uh, intrigued me. So uh, I'm gonna, I was going to just 
give it all the Dragon Balls, but I'm also going to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been on this show before. I can have a more discerning uh, taste. So Yeah, what if we six, had a more discerning taste? Uh, six. I'll go with six because, yeah, it gave, there was time travel. Uh, there was goop. Uh, police brutality. You know, a watch party with friends. Uh, <laughs> something I'd very much like to do. Uh, and then, yeah, I was intrigued. It was like, I think I might actually like continue on after this and just like watch watch some more uh, starting at this point. So, I mean, this my, is uh... the point to jump in because it is non-stop fisties and punchies for a while I, after this. I like hearing that. So, uh, you you you, you might have hooked me with this one. I might I might stop just being like a casual uh, podcast watcher <laughs> uh, whenever there's an ep- whenever you guys want me on for an episode. So. Thank yeah, you. if you're one of the people who uh, only listen to the show to hear the plot of Dragon Ball Z, is this it? Is this when you start watching your I la- hope your so. greatest temptation? I uh, I will give this four out of seven. I didn't hate it like the other filler episodes, but you know, not a lot going on. But I do love Android eighteen, Robin men, Rob <laughs> men, uh, punching cars. Uh, I do like the bug stuff. But yeah, I you know I'm ready. I'm ready to fight, boys. I'm ready to fight. Um, although I can't support robbing men. Men I who can. have done nothing I, wrong. <laughs> I can support robbing people. Except run a hardworking cowboy store off the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Where? What a choice that voice actor made, by the way. We kind of just skated around Woo-wee! that. Wee <laughs> wee! I'm being hootenannied. The thing is, it sounded like you. It sounded like you doing that voice. Yeah, that's because I'm a talented voice <laughs> performing man, and I can be a cowboy at will. <laughs> All right, I have to look past my cat to get the email up here, but let's do a uh, dragon mail. Let's go. It's time for dragon mail. Give me some of that dragon This week's email comes from a listener to the show, Cullen Parker. He says, hi, ballers. Hello. Hello. I'm not sure if you guys use TikTok. I know Katie's well-dressed juggalo friend is pretty active on there. (laughs) But are you aware of the king of New York? Uh, Quick side, Katie, do you have a juggalo friend? They're talking about Jordan from two minutes later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he he he's he's on there. kind of active on there. I'll give you guys a little behind the scene peek. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing, and I have to take a lot of meetings <laughs> where I have to try and think like a zoomer to make that content. Who's so. the youngest person I know? Katie Rosalie. I'm like literally on the stoop yelling at the neighborhood kids who usually make fun of my sneakers. I'm like, hey, get back here! Help an old white lady. Use use fucking TikTok. Why are you? <laughs> okay, you here's kids the rest listen of- to music with guitars. <laughs> no, no, well, not, not all right. Here's here's the end of the email. All right, so uh, so the king of New York, basically, he's this kid who makes videos in NYC on TikTok, but everyone is short. He can teleport, almost like instant transmission. So clearly, he would be the main character in an anime about NYC. What other local characters do you guys know of that could be in an anime about NYC? Oh, that rules. There's. This is a question I'm, I'm, I'm sad Jeremy's not here for, because I know he would have a bunch of shit to say about that. 
he, well, yeah, mean, he's great at cataloging our uh, I New mean, York first. I think it's safe to say that Random would be a, a villain at one point. Like, you know, like a beginning show villain before we get to, like, the real one. Yeah. Um, um, the I Have No Legs guy from Kids is a real person. Like, he's walking know, on the keyboard. Uh, he loves doing it, and it drives me <laughs> fucking nuts. There's that one street performer that's in the tunnel uh, between the, like, N and the R and the um, the L, I think, where he uh, he plays guitar, and when you're walking towards him, it sounds like he's singing and playing a real song, and then by the time you get past him, you realize he's just strumming random notes and going, la la, la scoop, scoop, doop, doop. I think I think he's a genius. He's like a bard type. Beautiful. Yeah, I think he's like the smartest dude ever. He's been holding down that spot for like four years, and I really think he needs a record deal, and he should do the theme song to New York anime. Okay, that could be really good. Um, uh, Dylan, do you have anybody in mind? Uh, Mayor Yang and his police force of Times Square Elmos. Uh, oh, yes! <laughs> we forgot about Showtime. I feel like the anime would be about Showtime. Well, that's the thing is you talk about who's the main characters of New York, and then you're talking about who you see on the street, and then it's just like, <laughs> which homeless people do you like? Showtime isn't homeless. They're a talented gang of, like, Oliver Twist-type children. That's true, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Showtime is the kids who, who do <laughs> acrobatics on the subway. Um, and they, they they have routines. They can pole that, dance, which I have mixed feelings about. <laughs> but that, that does make for a dynamic uh, visual action, is, you know, them yeah. twirling and almost kicking tourists in the face. So, I want right. Have you ever seen the slow Showtime dancer who does, like, an erotic Showtime? That's really disturbing to me. So they're just giving like a, a lap dance on like yeah. the fucking F train. <laughs> like what? Like a man who's like not that young and he's doing like the throw your hat in the air and do a flip off the pole, but like real sensual like. <laughs> I, I do not care for that at all. Maybe that's just for special train crowds. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's when you see a, a lucky little, a lucky little lad. And then I think the last suggestion I would have is the guy who uh, drives around on his bike balancing a basketball on his head. Okay. We've talked about him a lot on Pod Damn America, but he is always out there. He is on Instagram doing thirst traps as well because he's in great shape from balancing the basketball on his head all day, I guess, and weaving in and out of traffic. There's He's some guy. Park. He's a there, real guy. Yeah, and there's some guy on named Devin who really pissed someone off in the neighborhood because all over the sidewalk is like Devin is a motherfucker and like fuck you Devin and I think that dude definitely. <laughs> yeah, you were telling us about that last week. That I think he's a character for sure. I don't know what the fuck he did, but well, poor whoever's Devin. putting that chalk on the ground. But like... <laughs> mayor, mayor elect, Yang's police force is gonna really help solve that mystery in a kind way with their summon beasts <laughs> to, so to answer your question who is the main character of new york the answer is andrew yang thanks for writing in colin <laughs> it's great hearing from listeners of the show if you want to send us an email we read one every week it's at ballinoutsuper at gmail.com and now the plugs plug a plug a choo choo Dylan, where can the, the people find you? What are you up to? Uh, on, uh, on Twitter as the Dylan one uh, spelled out O-N-E. 
on Instagram as the one Dylan because I tried to get the one screen name, but they both weren't available. So uh, just just confusing in itself. Uh, and I, the only thing you can kind of find me on right now is uh, I did a web series for T1 Esports on uh, on T1 Nation on YouTube called Wait, TikTok. Uh, you did about... an esports show. Uh, it was for T1 Esports. It wasn't fully just esports, but uh, we, you know, we we Why talked about we video, video games and culture. Now, what the fuck, Alex? <laughs> Katie, I think you shared this video. I'm I pretty did. sure. I did love it. I but I didn't realize it was a whole series. Uh, I stopped. It, it happened during the pandemic, between the last time I'd seen you. So yeah, Alex, Alex didn't know. Don't don't yell at him. I, don't uh, yell at me. I'm sorry. I love you, Alex. Wait, can I, we uh, say what the show is? I don't think we ever. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, yeah, it's called TikTok. It's on T1 Nation on YouTube. Uh, there's six episodes. Uh, it was fun. I'm, I'm invested. Okay. Alex Patak, what you got? What you got I changed baby? my Twitter handle today. Oh, shit. To Ooh. what? As I have not been doing stand-up, I am no longer at Patak Jokes. I am now at Patak Test Kitchen. You can go on Twitter to find what? all of my exciting new recipes what? at Alex Patak's <laughs> Test Kitchen. You've been threatening to do this for like two years, and I still don't know why. <laughs> These are exciting new flavors before they come out at the Patak near you. They're only available here on my Twitter, at Patak Test Kitchen. Come and find me. I'll put all my podcasts on there, and that's pretty much all I'm up to. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beep, beep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at oh hello Katie Rose. Although they're both on private still because I'm trying to get a new job. Don't try to find Katie. <laughs> Don't try to find me. If your account doesn't look shady, I'll accept it. But a lot of you have shady accounts. Uh, last words on the pit is still going. Uh, we have had so many cool guests over the last few weeks, including Dave Lombardo of Slayer fame and some other guys. So come check it out. And as always, please, we beg you, check out the Ballin' Out Super Patreon at patreon.com slash pod where you can get a quality additional podcast that is mostly me and Alex meandering for an hour. So if you thought this was well put together, <laughs> wait until you get behind that paywall. Yeehaw! And I will say, I will say, for the people doing pushback on Tenchi Muyo, we are almost done with Tenchi Muyo. I, I will not stop until we reach the logical end. I think it's three I more weeks. I have gotten an official apology from Abby Thorne, who also had not seen those newer episodes before, and she has come to my defense, and she said we should not push past season three. Look, we're going to finish it, and then guess what? It's the There Will Be Blood episode you've all been waiting for. David Spector, Katie Rose Leon, watching the movie she knows and loves. I have some bad. I've gotten fan pushback on David Spector's behavior last episode. Cancelled comedian David Spector. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's been us for this week. <laughs> Join us next time. Balling out super. super. <laughs> All right.